the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The angelic appearance provides Joseph the guidance that he needs. He now knows that what was conceived was from the Holy Spirit. It wasn't from himself. He already knew that. And it wasn't from somebody else, which he had suspected. Angels from on high had come and offered some assistance through the knowledge that they had to Joseph. We're going to hear a lot more about that as Pastor Leighton Sheely continues in the book of Matthew on this edition of Study Verse by Verse, an outreach of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. I'm Mike Trout. So glad you've joined us today. If you'd like to know more about Church of the Highlands, they're on the web at highlands.us. There are a number of special events happening this week leading up to Christmas, and I want to point out especially a couple of Christmas Eve services that I know will bless you. You can find out those specifics on the website highlands.us. And now, continuing in the book of Matthew, here's Pastor Layton. Now, by the time that these events occurred, as described in Matthew's Gospel, Mary is approximately four months pregnant, give or take. She'd been visited by the angel Gabriel. She'd gone to visit her relative uh, Elizabeth. She now returns to Nazareth, but she's found to be pregnant. Now that doesn't, that word found doesn't imply that she was trying to conceal anything, but what it's telling us is that now this is known to some, including Joseph. Verse 19, and her husband, Joseph, being a just or righteous man, and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. We know that God was very particular about who he chose to be the mother of Jesus, that Mary was an absolutely exceptional woman in the history of the world. And we also know that the man that he chose to be the father of Jesus was also a man of exceptional character. A young man that was hot-headed would probably have had her stoned to death or made a public example, but Joseph was not that kind of man. He was a gentleman. He was a gentle man. He was a gentle person. He did not want to hurt Mary in any way, though at this point he feels that she's been unfaithful to him. So evidently Mary had not explained uh, the visit from the angel to Joseph, and the angel's words in verse 20 indicate that Joseph did not know that Mary's pregnancy was uh, because of the Holy Spirit. Now, he's described as a just or righteous man, and what that meant was that he did not want to go against God's laws. And if he was to go forward in the marriage, he would be admitting guilt where he was not guilty. And so as a righteous man, it was appropriate for him to instead obtain a certificate of divorce. He wanted to be right in the sight of God and God's law, and that that rightness is called righteousness. In the Old Testament, the same adjective is used of Zechariah, Elizabeth, and Simeon. And because he was a righteous and just man, he only had two options. He could either divorce her uh, publicly, in which case then her condition would be known 
Uh, she would be disgraced in the community. She would be called an adulteress. She possibly uh, could be stoned to death. Or he could divorce her privately, where he was in the presence of two or three witnesses. And the latter was the only option that would allow Joseph to both maintain his personal righteousness and rightness in standing before God and the law, and yet also save Mary from disgrace and possible death. Now, we don't know an awful lot about Joseph, but in this narrative, we find that he is filled with both character as well as compassion. He wants to maintain his righteousness before God and and God's law, but he also has compassion for the woman to whom he is engaged, even though he considers her to be an adulteress. Verse 20, but as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So an angel appears to him in a dream. And dreams are often the time when God's message gets through to people, probably because we have a tendency to be so busy, it's the only time we're quiet enough to actually pay attention to the still, small voice of God. They occur in, in particular in three portions of Scripture, Genesis, Daniel, and Matthew. Uh, Numbers 12.6 gives instructions concerning dreams, and so the, the Jewish people believe that God communicated His will in dreams, and, and that's proven in the book of Matthew because dreams are often uh, giving guidance to uh, God, godly people such as Joseph. This message is given in the dream by an angel. And the word angel means messenger. So the title angel is actually describing one of the roles of these messengers from God. And and it doesn't describe the angel's appearance here. But we know that in the Old Testament, sometimes angels took the form of humans. Angels are spiritual beings who were created by God to carry out his work on earth. They bring God's messages to people. They protect God's people. They sometimes bring encouragement and guidance. Sometimes they mete out punishment. They patrol the earth and fight the forces of evil. We know that both good and bad angels exist. The bad angels are sometimes called fallen angels or demons. And they describe the angels that chose to side with Satan when he rebelled against God. This angel is an angel from God. And he addresses Joseph as a son of David. This is the only time in Matthew's gospel where son of David is associated with anyone other than Jesus. But his reason in, 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 in doing so with Joseph was to tie him with the previous genealogy and indicate that these incidents were related. The angel explained that Joseph was to take Mary as his wife because that child was to be in the royal lineage of King David. And Joseph, as a son of David, was an heir to that throne and would convey that right upon the child. The angelic appearance provides Joseph the guidance that he needs. He now knows 
that what was conceived was from the Holy Spirit. It wasn't from himself, he already knew that, and it wasn't from somebody else, which he had suspected. Luke also records and makes clear the divine initiative in this conception. Luke wrote, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin, betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, how will this be? Since I am a virgin. And the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the most high will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called holy, the son of God. So the Holy Spirit was sent to provide this most miraculous conception that allowed Jesus to be both man and God. God incarnate. The word incarnate means God in the flesh. By the way, in Luke's gospel, the angel continues and he says, And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age, meaning beyond childbearing years, has also conceived a son. Now we know the son to have been John the Baptist, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. I know people who call themselves Christian, but they have a problem with the virgin birth. Because in their mind, it is not possible for a child to be conceived without a human father and a human mother. What they fail to realize is that nothing is impossible with God. And then the angel says, you shall bear a son and shall call his name Jesus. Now Jesus has names and titles. And the name Jesus means savior. That's what his name means. And Jesus is the Greek form of Joshua, which, or Joshua, which is the Hebrew. So Joshua and Jesus are the same name. And he's called Jesus Christ. Now, I know some people think that's his last name, Jesus Christ. But actually, Christ is not a name, it's a title. And the title means anointed. This Savior, this Jesus, this Joshua is the anointed one from God. And the word Christ in Greek is also the word Messiah or Meshua in Hebrew. So if he's called Jesus Christ or Jesus Messiah, he's being called the same thing. The first is his name. Jesus is his human name. Christ is his official title. And Emmanuel describes who he is. He is God with us, the anointed Savior, Emmanuel. Jesus Christ. 
Now, the name Jesus was very popular at that time because every mother wanted her child to be the Savior and hoped that that child would save them from the yoke of slavery to Rome. But the angel here said that Jesus had come to save us from something far more important, and that is to save his people from their sin. You see, sin is far more important because it's sin that separates us from God. And if that is not remedied, then that'll be our condition for all eternity. And that's why Jesus came to save us from our sin by giving his life as a ransom for many. Jesus came to save his people from their sin. His people is not limited to the descendants of Abraham through Isaac and Jacob and the 12 tribes. Because Abraham, God said, would be a blessing to the entire world. Well, we'll end it right there today and pick up in the first chapter of Matthew, uh, verse 22, with more information tomorrow. I hope you can join us for that. This is an outreach ministry called Verse by Verse, and it features the teaching of Pastor Leighton Sheely, Senior Pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, on the web at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. There are a couple of special Christmas Eve services coming up, and you'll want to check out the details on those. You'll find the specifics on that website, highlands.us. Have a blessed rest of your day, and come back tomorrow for more as we open the Word of God and study with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, verse by verse.